The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. everybody this is robin and nicole and welcome to another edition of horror pop after midnight and our guest tonight is writer jim mccann how's it going jim doing great thanks how are you guys we're doing good doing good super excited to talk to you tonight super excited to talk to you (laughs) (laughs) i like that he's so excited on that he's like yeah i'm super excited to talk to you (laughs) all right let's start off first you're writing your very first horror film. Tell us a little bit about that. I am. Well, it's in the early stages right now. Um, I have a blog, uh, Jim McCannville, uh, and uh, where we're I'm tracking the progress of it as I go. Um, but uh, in the very early stages, this is my first time tackling horror. Um, I've done a lot of stuff in the comic book world and novels and touched a little bit in TV uh, but this is my first horror feature and so uh, we're keeping things a little bit close to the vest right now um, we're not, I'm not even like releasing the full title, just the working title right now is called Luna um, but uh a uh, few people have guessed it is a werewolf movie, so that's about all I'm going to give away on that. Well, that's all you had to tell me. I'm a big werewolf fan. Oh, excellent! Yeah, well, I've heard from people that it's that they feel like it's a it's time for a good a good werewolf movie um, again. So I'm hoping I can deliver. So what decided you to go towards the horror genre? Um, well, um, my boyfriend, uh, Jamie Atchison, is an uh, um, aspiring actor and a horror encyclopedia. Nice. And our date nights suddenly kind of became hijacked by horror movies. That sounds like mine. That sounds like my marriage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, um, he's in Scott, he's in Scotland until the borders open up. And so we do Skype, um, we do Skype date nights and, uh, um, watch horror films and it kind of got me thinking, um, I had, I had an idea and, um, I was it was really ruminating in my head and I went to bed and then I couldn't sleep and thanks to the time difference he was just waking up and I was trying to fall asleep and I called him and I told him the idea that I had and then I told him the title and his eyes got big and wide <laughs> he, he, uh, he was like remember I told you I jotted down something the other day and he held up a piece of paper and he had written down the exact same title. Nice. That is freaky. <laughs> then you know it was meant yeah. to be. <laughs> it was really 
really crazy. So it's really nice to have somebody to be able to like bounce ideas off of, to um, get recommendations of films to watch. Mm-hmm. So I've been uh, watching a lot of horror films and uh, a lot of werewolf movies um, specifically, and then pulling out some of the best things that I like from that as um, a little bit of inspiration, but also just um, uh, really just becoming kind of a sponge for it and also being terrified at the same time. Well, that's what it's all about. That's that's what we want. You like horror movies? You want to be terrified? You want to, you know, you want to um, pull those covers above your head or turn on that light? <laughs> oh yes, and I'm, I'm I'm having fun scaring myself. Okay, then then you know that it's good. If you're scaring yourself, then you know you're going somewhere. So keep going with it. When I told him, when I told him my idea for the like final scene the fire the big the big battle at the end he his grin got bigger and bigger and it's just like I love it and I'm like okay good I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad I'm getting there so I'm glad I'm hopefully nailing nailing the ending and then I'm working on I've worked on the characters and I'm working on uh, I've got the outline mostly done and then I'll be going into scripting uh, next week probably mm, that sounds good but you always haven't liked horror so tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started um, well uh, when I was probably about 10 9 or 10 um, I grew up in kind of the like uh kind of the Stranger Things uh, type of growing up where, you know, you, wrote, you hung out with your friends after school, latchkey kids, mm-hmm. um, and uh, riding your bikes everywhere. And so there was a group of three of us who lived in adjoining uh, or in different uh, apartment complexes that were right next to each other. And one day we... Uh, we're hanging out at one of our friends and we were unaccompanied and so as unaccompanied nine year olds do you immediately go for the R rated um, <laughs> movies of the, and uh, they had a laser disc of the original Friday the 13th mm. and uh, popped that in and I was terrified for life Swore off, swore off uh, horror for quite some time. Um, Freddy scared the hell out of me. The Halloween theme terrified me. Um, Haunted houses scared me. I was just like, I was, I was terrified of that whole aspect of like Halloween. I would. I was in it for the candy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, uh, Michael Jackson's thriller video used to scare the crap out of me. So I know what I know what you're talking about. Yes. Wait a second. How did 
How did Michael Jackson Thriller scare you? The video did. It's a zombie. It, and it's a scary opening to the song. And it just, when I was younger, it just scared the crap out of me. The one thing I liked about that video was the narration by Vincent Price. I know, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, you're right. Vincent Price is just a horror icon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So did you just start out, I mean, when did you start out writing? When did you know that you wanted well, the, to be a writer? Um, I knew very early on we had, um, we had a thing in, I believe it was fourth grade where we had to get up and do, um, reading recitals and everybody was reading like Shel Silverstein mm-hmm. poems and things like that and I wrote my own short story and uh so I kind of like was a writing rebel at that age and if there is such a thing it's probably the geekiest kind of rebel there is um but uh I knew that uh and then I also got my first comic books around that time and my best friend and I created our own comic book characters in our own (laughs) worlds and uh, I just uh, and and our own comics and just knew that that was what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I f- helped found the creative writing club at my high school. Uh, and um, I got a degree in uh, communication arts, uh, radio, TV, film. Uh, minored in um, minored in English and theater, mm-hmm. so I got as much as possible. I wrote a play in theater that uh, won best writer. Yeah, I was going to say uh, that because is is that why you chose the university that you did? That's all I want to know because you went to Xavier University. Yes, I did. So yeah, was that to, to me? I'm thinking Xavier. I can see you because when you went to New York. <laughs> You actually got a job for Marvel. Now, I've got to know. Yes. Did did you do that joke? You had to do that joke? <laughs> Come on. Did you say you went to Professor Yay. X's school for the gifted? So, well, you graduated from there. Is that how you got the job there? Well, no. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, right mm-hmm. near Vanderbilt University. And the campus for Xavier um, reminded me of Vandy. And then uh, University of Dayton and Xavier University um, got into a little bit of a, a nice bidding war over scholarships. Yeah. And um, when they equaled out, uh, I will say that the fact that I can say that I went to Professor X. That's awesome. Uh, oh, come on. That, that's pretty cool, though. Tipped, tipped it over. <laughs> Because um, I always said that I wanted to work for Lucasfilm or for Mm -hmm. uh, Marvel. So, and now they're all owned by the same company. So, that's awesome, man! What a life! It's been a ride. It's definitely, it's definitely been an adventure. And then it was in, it was in college that uh, that uh, Screen came out, and that's when I actually fell in love with that kind of horror and. Sounds of the Lambs, like the thriller, uh, psychological thriller yeah. kind of horror, where it's like um, more character development, um, 
I just recently watched, uh, you know, people who are huge horror fans are probably not very late to the game on this, but Sinister mm-hmm. with Ethan Hawke. Uh, I just watched that on Netflix not long ago. Now, did that scare you? Because that actually scared me. It terrified me, yep. especially as a writer. As a writer, anything, anything where a writer is in peril. I'm just like, okay, too close to home, too close to home. I'm feeling very attacked right now. Um, but, uh, I, but I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great movie. It was a good story too. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of how you like those type of thrillers, um, have you ever seen Seven? Oh yeah. I saw Seven in the theater. Oh wow. Um, which is maybe a mistake because the box is much larger in the theater. that's funny Um, you also wrote um, for a soap opera as well so when you were when you were writing for the soap I believe it was One Life to Live did that also help you get like great writing ideas when you wrote for Marvel Comics well yeah I um, I was accepted in the ABC Daytime Writer Development Program um, based off of the play that I wrote and um, in college and serialized fiction is what daytime uh, soaps daytime drama is all about and it's similar to comics where you know you have to take these characters that have been around for 40, 50, 60 years and you know maintain their voices and their histories and backstories and yet still move the characters forward while respecting their pasts mm-hmm. and um, that's the same as in comics but um, in uh, soaps they just don't wear their underwear on the outside um, <laughs> you know. so uh, but they uh, it's um it's a and, and it was very intense. Um, you know, you write eighty to ninety page scripts a week um, for soaps, and it's the closest you get to live theater for the actors, for everybody. Um, the actors get their scripts like the day before. You get like one take, two takes if you're lucky, hmm. um, and then in comics, you know. Um, comics like I said you've got to really respect and maintain things and you're, and you're under a it's a monthly schedule and you know you've got to feed artists and inkers and colorists and um, letters so as a writer it's your job to make sure that you keep the train going along with your editor of course you can't leave out the editors um, because they they keep things on track for everybody but um it really um I like I said I always wanted to write for Marvel um and I moved to uh you know I felt like I had done that all I could do all I could do in Nashville um I had owned my own theater company I had done casting for a little bit um and was still waiting tables and so I thought you know um, 
an opportunity opened for me to be able to move up to New York and mm-hmm. I took it and within about a month and a half of getting up there and opening uh, there was an opening at Marvel I applied for it and um, got it got the job and I worked up through the ranks and I ended up like writing the catalog and then working on uh, house ads and promotional materials and then suddenly I was hosting panels and uh, uh, working on uh, all the marketing plans and publicity and PR and found myself in this dream world yeah absolutely it sounds like it for sure yeah you you know you've you've done a lot you've like you said you've really figured out a way to get a little piece of everything in there for your own little happiness i've seen that you you write junior novels too like the spider-man homecoming and aquaman and black panther but the the one that i have not read that I am super excited about reading, and I don't know why I haven't heard of this before, but Marvel Zombies Christmas Carol. Yes. Now, out of everything, I'm super excited to read it. Like, seriously. I want to see... It kind of gave me a feel like um, the books, how they did Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and they kind of... They took their own little take of it. And so I'm really excited to, to read this one. So this is definitely uh, on my order list. Oh well, thank you. That <laughs> one, that one was a lot of fun to do. Um, it's not like uh, Marvel characters uh-huh. in there. I actually uh, stuck close to uh, Charles the Dickens, Dickens classic text. See, that's what's even so, that's what's even better about it. Like we know yeah. what we're reading, but then we get your turn of it. So yeah, it gives us like, like the, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Come on, it's Abraham Lincoln, but he is a super badass vampire hunter too. Come on, the, that's the awesome. Unwashed mash, the unwashed masses that uh, that Scrooge refers to the poor as are um, are zombies, and uh, uh, Marley uh, is a zombie, um, and. Uh, I won't give away like the twists of <laughs> what happens in there, but it was so much fun to work on. It kind of came out of the blue. I was, I remember I was um, walking uh, down the street in New York and got a call from an editor, and they said, "So we're thinking about doing um, Charles Dickens." Christmas Carol, but um, with zombies, are you interested? And I said yes. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to tell me anymore. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was lucky enough to work with some great artists on it. Um, and it just we uh, we kept it instead of like calling it issue one and issue two. We kept it staves. We kept them as staves which is what Dickens referred to the chapters as. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun gem. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh yeah. I'm, oh yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, that's on my, that's on my list. 
another question since you know you climbed up the ranks of Marvel did you ever did you ever meet Stan the Man Lee I did I did a number of times and he was a very very nice gentleman um such a joy very effervescent there was an energy about him that you could feel um he was always so nice and you could feel that he was very present whenever you met him you know he wasn't like Oh, nice to meet you. And then looking around, the next person, or you know, right? He took time waiting to be. Yeah. He was, yes, he was. Mm-hmm. He was very there for you. So I was, I was lucky enough to meet Stan, and that was it was a very special uh, time and a very uh, it was it's a memory that I'll never forget. Um, and. Uh, about a year before he died, he started following me on Twitter, and I'll never forget that day. Oh like, yeah, Stanley yep. is following you. On You're Twitter. like, I made it. That's I'm done now. I just that. <laughs> yep. The cool thing about Stan Lee, I got a chance to meet him two years before he passed away. So I was like you. I was I was like uh, I didn't know what to say. I was like a little schoolgirl, you know. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, and and the cool thing about Stan Lee, me and him have the same birthday, which is December twenty eighth. So, uh, so I said happy birthday to him, you know, and I mentioned my birthday. So on Twitter, he wished me a happy birthday back, and I was like, yes. Oh, oh yeah, nice. I'm jealous. Yep. Yeah, he's so he he was such a unique man. I uh, I was uh, his handler to get him. To whenever he would appear on any of our panels, I would make sure that he got help. I made sure that he and his entourage got from point A to point B. Like, but we instead of going like through the throngs of crowds at conventions, we had to go the back, the back ways. And um, on on a Facebook account, there's a sign on the door that says it's this door, Jen. Because I would always go into the wrong, I would always go into the wrong, um, the wrong convention um, hall, and I'm like, oh, sorry, wrong one, guys. And Stan would be popping in. I'm like, oh no, this is Stan. This is hard. It's so yeah, yeah. It's like just get away with Stan Lee. <laughs> yeah. A little distracted. Got Stan with me. I'm actually, the very last tattoo that I'm getting done is a beautiful picture that I found of Spider-Man hugging uh, his plot, and it has his name on it, and it has his date on it, and I thought that'd be perfect, because I'm going for the world record, the Guinness World Record right now, for the most Marvel tattoos, and that's going to be on my back. I've seen that picture, it's beautiful, he's kneeled down around his cross in the snow, and it was just, it was just beautiful. So I told you, That's I'm a so big, amazing. big nerd. I'm probably one of the biggest forty year old women nerds ever. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't. I have his autograph, but I was not able to meet him. I forget what happened. I had an emergency, and it was the last time that he was at Cincinnati Comic Con, and I missed it, and I kicked myself because that was definitely one of the tops of my bucket list. But he left plenty for us to remember him by. Rest in peace. And then I can pass on to all my kids and my grandkids. So I'm I'm glad. 
And speaking of Marvel, you also write for IDW. So how did you get into the series Star Trek Year Five? Um, well, I um, was lucky enough to um, work with their editor-in-chief, um, John Barber, um, when he was at Marvel. And they asked me to pitch for the series. And it's um, it's the fifth, and it's the Avengers of the fifth and final year of the USS Enterprise the, um, from the original series, which has never been told, like how how the Enterprise got back to Earth, and then if you watch um, the original motion picture, Scotty makes a point to say that it took almost ten years to re- or almost two years to rebuild the Enterprise and had to get a new crew and all of that and um, so we're telling like what happened what what went through that fifth year um, because the original series only lasted for three seasons so three years there was an animated uh, series four and then nothing for series five and so this is in canon for that and so I was asked to pitch uh, for it and um, the way it's being run is it's being run like a writer's room um, where Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly, uh, Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly are running it um, like showrunners. And then Jody Hauser, Brandon Mason, and myself are part of the writing st- uh, part of the writing team. And there's a main through line, and then Jody Brandon and myself write one-off episodes that. Um, kind of tie in with the main storyline but then are also like one-off like original series um, episodes uh, and uh, so I uh, have been lucky enough to write for that the first story that I did for that Wine Dark Deep is uh, available now um, that's on Amazon and then the uh, first issue of my next episode, um, which is on the death of a friend, is issue 18, and that comes out in December. Since you're uh, writing the script for uh, Luna, what you were saying earlier, um, after you get written and everything, then once it you know starts you know getting in the shooting stages, mm-hmm. are you gonna go to like uh, different like horror conventions and horror film film festivals oh, as well? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll dive straight in. I'll go in. I I, I want to meet everybody and 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 really immerse myself in that world. Oh, it's a good time. Because well. I'm getting I'm, I'm, I'm I've gained a great respect for everything that they do. I mean, and there's there's films that I I mean there are a number of films that I've really been. Um, inspired by, like I said, um, and I'm taking, um, I'm kind of trying to take inspiration from classics like American Werewolf in London and The Howling. Yep. Um, and then there are some more modern ones like Dog Soldiers and Ginger Snaps. Oh, that's and a good one. Yeah. And Wolves. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, um, and there was a movie that wasn't uh, necessarily it wasn't a um, 
werewolf, but I still found it to be fascinating, which is animal. Okay. Um, which is a really, uh, I just, I, I liked the way that they handled it because it's very character driven and that's how I approach things. Uh, it's very character driven. I mean, there's still going to be lots of screams, blood, and running. Um, and, and fighting and fur flying um, <laughs> as it were <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so is uh, Jamie going to be in it too um not sure he would like to be no nah, there's a there's 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 a part that um I know we would both like for him to play but you know it depends on you know, if the, what, if the studio buys it, then it's, the studio buys it, it's totally up to, you know, they would, they would have a casting, you know, company and all of that. But there's a part in there that I can see him uh, playing for sure. I can see him getting excited for that part. He's like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, he's just excited uh, for all of it in general and, uh, and to see me come around to horror movies. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. And then after you write your, you know, first script, do you, um, who knows? Maybe you'll write more, and maybe you'll uh, write like a straight horror comic series. You know, it would be it would be a lot of fun uh, to do. I, I mean, I definitely have it in mind. I have I, I have like um, haunting dark thoughts that sounds sweet ooh <laughs> no I mean dark not dark thoughts but dark ideas uh in my mind for uh that I've always thought for uh sequential uh storytelling for comics um but um the um uh uh, I would I wouldn't mind tackling that uh, at all. I'm working uh, the next um, the next the the next main comic thing. Well, the I'm not sure what the next big or what the next uh, comic thing will be for me. Although I'm working on the sequel to a book called Return of the Dapper Men that I did um, with my co-creator and artist Janet Lee um, and that was my first creator-owned comic coming out of Marvel and uh, we actually won the Eisner um, award for that which in the comic book community that's uh, the equivalent of winning uh, the Oscars for the best picture <laughs> there you go so maybe we'll see you in Ohio sometime at one of our conventions Horror Hound yeah, or Comic Con? I, I would love to. I still have friends that are in the area mm -hmm. that I'd love to see. It's been a while. Um, maybe not in the winter. Right. <laughs> yeah. Usually, Cincinnati Comic Expo is not. It's it's like during around October, but it's not like winter like or that cold. Mm -hmm. So I you. Know, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it is Ohio, so you you better pack shorts yeah. and pants because you never know. 
I, I remember my, I think my senior year at Xavier, it snowed, the first snow was on Halloween and the last snow was on Easter. <laughs> that's it. That's about right. I know. It, <laughs> I know you're like this. You're like, damn. It's the holiday snow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's, you never know. That is just, that's just funny. I mean, I was talking to you earlier on the week and I told you, you know, like I grew up out in California and then when I came out here, it was like a major culture shock for me. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sure. I'm sure it took you a little while for uh, your thin, warm, or your thin California mm-hmm. blood to warm up. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, Oh yeah, I've lived in Ohio all my life, so I'm I'm used to it. But I still hate the cold. So <laughs> I grew up in Nashville, so we had we had seasons. <laughs> yeah, you had so actual we, seasons. We had, yes, we got used to being able to have spring, summer, winter, and fall. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, this one was this was uh, moving out, moving, and, and then I moved. As, as you know, to New York, which has pretty much like two and a half seasons because you get a little bit of fall um, and then you get winter and then summer. Yep. <laughs> um, and then you come out to LA and you get summer. Yep, that mm-hmm. that's it. That's true because I grew up there on my life and I don't know how you're feeling. And fires. Yeah, and fires. But <laughs> but um, since you've been with Marvel, is there like one character that you haven't got a chance to write in the Marvel Universe that you would love to have a chance to? God, I've been really lucky to write a lot of the characters um that I've wanted to write in various forms. I mean, I got to bring Mockingbird back from the dead and yep. write Hawkeye and Mockingbird. Um, an all ages Spidey team up type book. Um, there's one, there's one that I love. Um, that's a pretty obscure character uh, called Gargoyle. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. He was in the New Defenders and uh, is um, an ancient man now uh, cursed to live, uh, I Christensen cursed to live in the body of a gargoyle. And I just freaking love that character. Um, and then, uh, if the original New Mutants line up, ever freed up to write, uh, that would be fairly amazing to do. Um, or just just to be able to write magic, I love I love her. Um, no, I I I. I I loved. I mean, there's. I would love to play with a ton of the characters that are in the sandbox. Winter Soldier, I think, would be a lot of fun to write. Yeah. I think. I think he would be. I think he would. He would definitely be a lot of fun. I like. 
Um, especially in the Marvel Universe, I like the espionage characters. Okay, I got you. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and then I'd love to challenge myself to write Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil would be pretty okay. cool. I can see you writing that. Another character I always liked, um, I can see you writing him too, is Moon Knight. Moon Knight would be very fun. Moon Knight would be Moon Knight would be a blast. Um, I love I love that he's got um, multiple personalities, but I also love the mythology behind him, uh, literal and physical, or literal and mental. Um, uh, I, um, I like his rogues gallery. Um, I love his look, just everything about him. Um, I like a lot of the like uh, nighttime creatures. I think Blade would be fun too. Oh heck oh, yeah! yeah. Yep. Blade Morbius. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those uh, would be I, fun. A nice, a nice Midnight Suns type of uh, type of ensemble cast would be a lot of fun. Now, where would you, where would you like to see your career go, like further down the line? Is there, is there just some place that you know you would stop and be like, okay, I, I finally, I finally, um, you know, this is what I really, really want to do. I'm finally doing it. What would you say that would be? An egot. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh... No, uh, I think, um, I mean, I won an Eisner, uh, which, but that doesn't mean that I want to stop in comics. I still love comics. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see a TV show I created, um, on television. You know, I'd love to create a television, uh, television ongoing series, um, love to see this film on the big screen obviously um and uh when I think honestly I'm 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 happy just I'm happy writing and then to see to get some to get things out out there just completed and there's a my favorite musical is a show called Title of Show and there's a song in there called um, Nine People's Favorite Thing and it's um, I'd rather be nine people's favorite thing than a hundred people's ninth favorite thing nice and um, that's that's kind of how I feel so as long as I'm producing and things are out there and just hearing feedback from just even just a few people that really that really like my stuff that I've made a difference in makes me feel great and I feel like I've made it that's great yeah we're really hoping that that you're gonna come around soon once everybody can get out of their bubbles a little bit more and we can start having our conventions again so I'm hoping they don't cancel it in March so, I mean, maybe we'll see you in Ohio again soon. Hopefully. That would be great. 
So where can everybody find you on social media if they want to follow you on uh, your progress on Luna and your future projects with Marvel Comics, etc.? Um, well, let's see. I'm on Instagram, I'm at Jim McCann. That's J-I-M-M-C-C-A-N-N. Um, on Facebook, I am uh, facebook.com slash the other Jim McCann. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I didn't check out. Because, uh, <laughs> Jim, uh well, Jim McCann, uh, there's a Jim McCann who owns 1-800-Flowers. <laughs> he took that. <laughs> so That's the other one. Um, and then my blog, which just launched, um, and you can really keep up to date with stuff. There is uh, Jim McCannville, which is J-I-M-M-C-C-A-N-N-V-I-L-L-E.com. Nice. Jim, thank you so much for uh, coming on and um, telling us about your upcoming Project Luna and um, your uh, great time over at Marvel Comics. Robin, Nicole, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been a real pleasure, and, and, and I'm excited to, to see your career even go further than what it already has. I'm super jealous. So, <laughs> And also with our well, guests, um, we have this uh, see-through glass yes, case. We have an awesome case. That we any of our anybody that we interview or have come on as a guest, we we ask them that they they contribute to the case, uh, you know, an autograph picture or something like that, so we can put it in our case so everybody can see it. So we're really hoping that possibly you can help us out with that. And um, I'm looking, and I see something that I can send over. That's yes, so awesome. we get super excited. We, yes. Yeah, we've got a show. We got a. We're gonna do a little pop up video for the last one we got. So, yes, yeah, that's awesome. So we do a pop up video for um, once we get something from each of our guests. It's just like a real fun thing to do, and everybody gets a kick out of it. <laughs> Awesome pop-up video. There, see, I, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring up VH1's pop-up okay, video. Okay. Hey, that that was the that was that was my jam back in the day. Come on, oh, me too. Okay, yeah, because we all grew up around the same time, so it's like, it's like pop. <laughs> it's like pop-up video, boop, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. That's right. Hey, I learned a lot from those popping bubbles, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. And like I said, thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me and taking the time to talk to me. Oh, anytime. Anytime to help, you know, uh, you know, a fellow geek or a fellow writer, director in the world of pop culture and horror. We're just one big happy family, and we like to you know, help each other out. Love that attitude. You guys are great. And, Nicole? Well, guys, we really appreciate you joining us, so we hope you had a good time on this next this next ride that we have. It's going to be really awesome, so please stay tuned. And, kitties, you know what good old Jack Burton always says. Follow Horror Pop After Midnight on Spotify, Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, 
Podcast City Network at podcastcity.net. And you can follow us on Facebook at Horror Pop App After Midnight. Everybody have a great evening. 